Please listen carefully. Hello, universe. Welcome to the Optimist Daily Update. I'm Summer Sakai. And I'm Ariel Tianko. And we are part of the team behind the Optimist Daily, making solutions the news. We bring you reader-supported solutions news every day in order to change the tenor of news media, social media, and the direction of your day to help us all get focused on solutions. Seven days a week, we publish positive news stories written by award-winning journalists and delivered online to your inbox and through our social channels. And also, we are sharing these solutions in a commute-worthy, walk-worthy, home office-worthy, summer vacation-worthy podcast. Today is Tuesday, the 24th of May, 2022. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm doing well, but maybe not as good as you are since you're in the beautiful (laughs) Napa Valley. Yes, I know. We are having an amazing family vacation. It's work, right? We're here for we're here for business as well, but it is so beautiful and it's been a long time since I've been in the area. I realized when I was kind of looking around, it's been more than 20 years since I've really spent a lot of time in Napa and I used to be here quite often because I I went to college nearby. But yeah, it's just been spacious. It's really nice to spend time together as a family, but also to be able to work and, mm. you know, I'm feeling totally refreshed. You know, spoiler alert, we are recording this on Monday because tomorrow morning I am getting home and picking up Denali Sally from his puppy camp. But yeah, I feel like it's going to be a fantastic week. And I think a big part of that is just actually taking a vacation somewhere that feels amazing. So sipping some wine, enjoying the view. Exactly. And yeah, lots of wine, not too much, but you know. (laughs) Just enough. So I'm I am so filled with gratitude right now just for being able to come and do this amazing thing. This is why one works very very hard. Mm-hmm. It's definitely expansive and fun. So, did you have a fun weekend as well? Yes. Well, probably nothing in comparison to the Napa Valley, but I did get to attend a jazz concert with my partner and a few friends including our roommate and both of them are fine-tuning their musical skills. They're both already really good musicians, Mm -hmm. but I got to see their teachers. They're both leaning into the jazz scene. So, you know, I I also kind of felt part of it while we were there. It was an intimate setting, not like a huge Mm -hmm. theater. And honestly, it just woke up the band geek in me because, you know, and some of our other listeners who've been listening for a while will know that I used to play the tuba. Not necessarily the best instrument to play in a city like Amsterdam where the walls are thin and the neighbors are close. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. But it was still really inspirational. I love the idea of you playing tuba just like quietly in your, not quietly, (laughs) just like solo in your apartment and having your next door neighbor looking at the wall. Like, what is happening? (laughs) The Titanic sinking. (laughs) But yeah, it was really fun to do that. And, you know, maybe one day I will save up enough to rent a a studio so that I don't disturb the neighbors and be my Mm. own tuba, which uh, actually is pretty pricey. So we'll see. (laughs) You know, that's why we work hard, right? We're going to get you your tuba. Exactly. I mean, we should probably get to the news because there's a lot of great solutions today that we're sort of excited Mm -hmm. about. But I think what we're really talking about is like getting back to things that we truly love. And in a world right now that is uncertain and can be very stressful and there's a lot of rough things happening, you know, getting back to hobbies, 
spaces, places, and people that we love is the most important thing we can do to keep optimistic and to keep sort of moving the world forward. That and finding really cool stories about things that are actually going right in the world. Mm -hmm. So do you want to kick off what's going right in the world from your perspective today? Yeah. Well, speaking of the natural wonders of California, Mm -hmm. I chose a story about the Redwoods because I actually was fortunate enough to visit uh, like an area just south of Mendocino. Mm -hmm. I was visiting a friend who was working on a farm and we had the opportunity to drive through the majestic redwoods almost daily. Mm. And so, you know, with the weather forecasts predicting a really hot summer, hot and dry, you know, you start to get worried about the redwoods. Are they going to survive? How can we help them? Well, this headline, which reads, Redwoods Grow New Leaves to Adapt to Drought, seems to show that the trees are developing ways to protect themselves against all this heat and climate change. So let's see what they're doing. California's iconic redwoods have actually started growing special new leaves to deal with drought. These leaves absorb water, which is nothing new, but according to a new study in the American Journal of Botany, redwood leaves adjust their capacity for water depending on their environment. That's crazy. (laughs) I know, it's really cool because... For those of you who don't know, redwoods have two different kinds of leaves, um, axial and peripheral. So the peripheral shoots are what most of us recognize as leaves. They're longer. They do the whole photosynthesis thing. But the axial shoots are smaller and bunched closer to the twigs, and they absorb four times more water than the peripheral shoots. So the researchers involved in the study found that the trees in drier locations were beginning to grow axial leaves higher up on the trunk, and that means that they're better able to absorb moisture from rain or fog, whereas in wetter climates, like in Oregon, where drought isn't as bad as in California, the redwoods are growing their axial leaves lower on the trunk. So basically what we're seeing here is the amazing power of nature and how Trees are adapting in real time to drought, hot weather, and the changing climate in general. So, yay, they might save themselves. I think that is so fascinating to think about, you know, evolution is still happening. Mm -hmm. Humans, we've evolved. And, you know, are we going to keep our little toes as we evolve in the future? Who knows, right? (laughs) But... Plants and trees and other animals are continuing to evolve and change and recognizing that we all need to do our part, but that nature plays a really beautiful part in this process too. Mm -hmm. My story similarly is about the power of nature changing how it used to do things in the face of extreme weather and climate. My headline reads, how the Belize Barrier Reef is coming back to life. Now, in 2001, Hurricane Iris hit Belize and ravaged almost all of the country's coral reefs. The devastation signaled bad news not only for surrounding marine life, but also for local communities who rely on the reef for food, work, protection from storms and erosion. Now, thanks to a community-driven coral restoration project, the reefs are actually thriving. This Comeback is part of a decade-long conservation project coordinated by a Belize-based nonprofit called Fragments of Hope. Founded by Lisa Karn, a marine biologist, she got a little bit of support from funders, many of whom actually didn't believe that it was even possible. 
She's quoted as saying the general feeling was that the reef couldn't be saved and no one was interested really in conservation projects. So she set out on her path to restore the reef all the same. Reef restoration through asexual reproduction of corals is actually a new process. It's called fragmentation and taps into the ability of many coral species to reproduce asexually, in turn allowing for the creation of new colonies in vulnerable areas by transplanting coral cuttings to those places. Karn began creating coral nurseries in Placentia, a village in southern Belize where coral cuttings could be used to regenerate the reefs. This has been a local community effort of more than 10 years working together with guides, fishers, divers, snorkelers, who were all trained to work together to bring the coral back to life. Now, coral coverage in the area has actually grown, get this number, from 6% to 60%. Wow. Huge success, making Placentia one of the most successful and longstanding coral regeneration sites in the world. Now, Fragment of Hope is now working to expand their conservation model to other parts of Belize, which is, believe it or not, home to the second longest coral barrier reef. That second largest coral barrier reef is 190 miles along the country's coast, and the ecosystem is truly a vital habitat for species of marine life, including endangered corals, jellyfish, and turtles. I love turtles. <laughs> it also has a pretty major contribution to the GDP of the country, with more than 15% of the country's gross domestic product employing 200,000 people in the tourism and fishing industries. Many, many coral reefs, many coral areas are under threat because of climate change, because of bleaching, trawling, oil exploration, as well as natural disasters. But the work that Fragments of Hope is doing and other coral restoration projects are doing really reiterate to us that not all is lost and that we can work together with the natural evolution of the earth mm -hmm. in order to save beautiful places like this. Beautiful and important. It's not just about them being pretty, right? You know, this reminds me of another story that we did. Um, I think it was about the coral gardeners. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to be honest. I remember this story mostly because I looked up the guy behind it and he's pretty hot. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We were Googling him and we were like, wow, good job on you. Like, oh, man. <laughs> hubba, hubba. It is hot in the ocean. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's amazing that all of these, because I think that was based in where, like in the South Pacific Islands or French yeah. Polynesia or something Yeah, it was like French that. Polynesia, right. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah, it, it's really encouraging to see how many coral restoration projects are, are going on around the world. Yeah, and just that local people, local community heroes, right? Local impact heroes are saying, I am going to make a difference in my community. I am going to make a difference mm -hmm. in this small area. And I think that that's what... As we explore at the Optimist Daily, we've we've asked our writer, our readers, and our community to start sending us people who are inspiring them, like impact and change makers. Who are those people who are showing up and doing really interesting, solution-focused things in communities, and remembering the power of the individual and the collective power of all the individuals who do good things really helps us recognize that we can work together with our earth in order to chart a better path. So mm -hmm. speaking of charting a better path, I love this story. 
Now, you guys may remember back a year or so ago, there was a bird watcher in uh, New York who was in Central Park and he was accused by a woman wrongfully of being not a good person. It was a terrible situation and it was awful, right? It was just awful. Mm. And she was, she, she accused him of trying to attack her and he was just watching birds. The headline reads, and this is for the deep bird nerd in me, wrongfully accused bird watcher gets his own TV program, which is awesome. (laughs) Oh, and then I figured out the birds that are on our porch. Mm -hmm. They're called a Carolina Wren. Carolina Wren. And they are nesting on my porch. And I love it. Amazing. Flow batteries could help with renewable energy storage. Don't let ADHD prevent you from meditating. Here are eight tips for mindfulness. And One Power is bringing mini grids and power to Lesotho. This smart skin is more sensitive than a human fingertip. Gummy vitamins may not be as healthy as you think. Oh, man. (laughs) I know they're full of sugar. It's so frustrating. I read that and I was like, ugh. Short on time at the gym, these are the machines you should be using. I guess that's for uh, an effective quick workout. And active UK professional footballer comes out as gay. The first in 30 years. Yeah, that's kind of amazing to me that it's been 30 years since somebody came out while actively playing in the UK Football League. Mm -hmm. We forget that there are still places where it does not feel safe to come out and be gay. So good on him for doing it. And, you know, let's keep working together to make it a safe place for people to come out wherever they work. Mm -hmm. That and much, much more, as always, is available on today's Optimist Daily at theoptimistdaily.com. Thank you all for listening to the Optimist Daily Update. We promise to continue to share positive solution-based stories on how you can participate in this world and ensure it is changed for the good. We promise to cover the current events with accuracy, legitimate sources, and offer you the information needed most to chart new paths for all of us. If you haven't already, please consider becoming an emissary on TheOptimistDaily.com. And for just $5 a month, you can participate in reader-supported independent journalism. You can also support us for free by sharing us on your socials, forward a story to a friend, and please make sure to leave us a positive review for our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. Be part of the solution-changing consciousness and addressing our world's biggest challenges with a problem-solving mindset. Let's keep the Optimist Daily free to all who need it, supported by those who can. And if someone inspires you, send us an email, editorial at optimistdaily.com. We would love to hear who's inspiring you and who's changing the world for good. Thanks, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with more solutions.